0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Queen City Poly. I am your host, Brian O'Neill. And I'm Coach K. That sounds enthusiastic right Half
1: now. of my coffee. <laughs> that
0: was a melancholy uh, introduction. Coach, me. Coach K. That
1: was me not using my voice <laughs> enough this morning. <laughs>
0: I was trying to do an energy exercise with you earlier to try to get your energy up.
1: I know, but then it like I kind of just—I don't know—I'm stubborn, so then I just overcorrect in the opposite direction because I'm.
0: You don't know how to fake it till you just make it.
1: Bratty. Huh? I don't know. I don't like the impromptu acting lesson in the morning.
0: Uh, I knew nine o'clock was too early. I was like, "This one's gonna be rough, ladies and gentlemen." Now, you'll get energized once we start talking about uh, our topic of the day. But first, how are y'all doing? This is Wednesday morning, evening. I'm not sure. I know we're dropping on Wednesday. But hopefully, the week's been going okay for you. Uh, hopefully, you, you've had your coffee already. Uh, you drunk your water. You did your meditation. You did your push-ups. You know, and you're ready for the goddamn day.
1: You went for that dog walk?
0: You went for that dog walk. You watch softcore porn this morning, and not hardcore because you know what—you're scaling back a little bit.
1: Yeah, do you really need to step down? <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's hard once you once you've seen it all. It's hard to go back.
1: Oh, yeah, I feel like you'd have to just step down to nothing. I don't. Yeah, I, you got to go cold hardcore to tur- softcore. Yeah, like, eh. yeah. Although like, I like some softcore. Tr- that's more imagination. I like that.
0: I tried jerking it to a picture lately, and it was just like you really have to like use your imagination, yeah. like. Like, I had to like wonder what she did that day. <laughs> it's, like, it's like, yeah, she just came from Harris Teeter. <laughs> Harris Teeter women are hot, man. Harris Teeter and Target. That's where all the hotties are. That's, I thought
1: you like the Trader women.
0: Trader Joe's women are nice, too. I, but Target has probably the best looking women All right. in Charlotte. Good to know. Because it's like, they want to like have a little bit of savings, but they don't want... They're not too ratchet. They're just—it's just right. It's like they're hood, but they went to community college. You know.
1: It's your type, huh? (laughs) 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 I feel like these are personal preferences. A little bit. I mean,
0: I have to speak from my personal experiences to to see if there's anyone out there that feels the same way. Okay,
1: it's a good place to start.
0: Recap on the week. how was, how was your week?
1: You know, it was a week of change.
0: Yeah, we celebrated you uh getting out of the system. Yep. Congratulations.
1: Out of the matrix into the unknown.
0: So on Monday you have no, no job to go to. Congratulations. Thanks. Like we had a we had like a celebration at Lenny Boy Brewery. <laughs> um if you ever go uh Lenny Boy is dope because they have kombucha because sometimes we don't feel like drinking alcohol so uh, it's a it's a good outing. Yeah,
1: it was wonderful. So many wonderful people I care about came and yeah, I got to drink kombucha and and not drink beer, so I felt great and was able to have my mind and yeah, talk to everybody and enjoy everybody
0: yeah it was also like a low-key poly meetup it really turned it into, turned into, into that
1: very poly poly meetup
0: right i was like man this is a lot of people that we've both had sex with here
1: <laughs> the dating web was really interesting i kind of just like would make imaginary strings in my head to us right and it was like wow this is hard to explain if someone walks in on and says like how do you know each other like, <laughs> yeah it's
0: like, shit. i never know how to answer that question sometimes
1: no, you just gotta say okay cupid
0: I know everyone here from dating sites or Run Club.
1: Right? Yeah, we did have we did have a little bit of a split. We had Run Club, half Run Club,
0: half, half Okay Cupid, and then one Tinder, one Tinder. Yeah, yeah. Who knew? Who knew that I would find a connection on Tinder? Yeah. Uh, so that kind of segues into what we're talking about because I met someone, <laughs> and she's amazing. We've known each other for like a week now. <laughs> <laughs> we know each other for a week
1: i wonder if y'all can guess the topic
0: yeah Yeah. just based off of that i wonder if y'all can guess what today's topic is about um so yeah so i'm currently experiencing this topic and it's called uh nre which means new relationship energy mm-hmm. now technically me and this person haven't defined necessarily that we're in a relationship but we're dating and hanging out a lot and it feels really
1: good. Things are going well.
0: It feels fantastic. And in the past, uh, Brian O'Neill would typically uh, tell people that they he loves them at this time. And it's not a good idea not a good to day. tell someone that you love them a week or two in. Yeah. And then try to scale back three weeks later. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, really painful. Yeah. So... Yeah, so that's that's a, let's just start right there. So, new relationship energy. Let's get a definition going for that. You want me to give a definition?
1: Yeah, I can give the definition.
0: The definition um, a strong, almost giddy feeling of excitement and infatuation common in the beginning of any new romantic relationship, which usually lasts for a few months but can last as long as several years.
1: Right. So, we all know what this feels like if you've been in the.
0: If you've ever been in love.
1: In love, in a romantic relationship, um, whether monogamous or polyamorous. Um, this is your rom com. Mm
0: hmm. This is what rom coms are made of, and people get married off of this type of energy. Mm
1: hmm. Mm And it's, it's a biological, chemical process that happens in your body. Um, for people that aren't asexual um attraction usually accompanied is accompanied by surges of testosterone and estrogen and you feelings of like prolonged longing for the other yeah. person right and yeah. at the same time your brain is going into overdrive producing dopamine mm-hmm. and norepinephrine and those chemicals are rewarding you know, your brain whenever you do things that feel good. Um, the same way they do, they're released when you're eating a great meal or having an orgasm, um, your brain's producing this a ton when when you're in, in this NRE, in this new love stage. Um, these hormones are energizing you, they're making you feel like you can't sleep, they're decreasing your appetite. Um, all of these things that make you feel what we experience when we're in crazy love or lust. Um,
0: it makes sense why I fucking enjoy it so much because <laughs> I'm, I'm not like... I, I don't know if I have an addictive personality or what, but when I find something I like, I fucking go in. Like,
1: It's a lovely feeling. Yeah. It really is. And it's these are the feel-good chemicals, right? They are a drug. They do make you feel great. Um, so that would make you think that... Falling in love would be 100% great all the time. Is that your experience? Do we know that to it, be true? I just
0: know it feels good. And I generally do have a universal love and care for the world and people. So I never know how to express right, that in a way that doesn't involve saying, I love you. Right.
1: But even when you're like, think about just your experiences of being just infatuated and all these chemicals are running Mm. through your brain and you can't think straight and you want to text them all the time right does that feel good 100 percent of the time not exactly
0: no because i i i get upset when i fall in love also like i've told you this i was like i hate how much i love you that's
1: that's a very common experience that's part of it right so along with all the warm fuzzies there's this alternating obsessive thoughts about the new person and then you have, like, you're feeling terrified that they might not feel the same way, right? Mm-hmm. I've definitely experienced that one. Um, and then you have these really surprising flare-ups of jealousy or panic about, like, mm-hmm. what they're thinking or if they feel the same way, if they don't feel the same way, or if they talk to anybody else. Like, even if you yourself aren't very jealous, like, you just have this
0: I can, I can see that through your brain. I can see that with this energy because... You become a little possessive even though you don't want to be. Right. But it's like.
1: You feel like you gotta lock it down. You right, yeah. You feel like
0: you gotta. And I think that's where I used to get in trouble because I wanted to keep this person around. So I would. It's like, oh, yeah, you want that type of guy? I can be that guy. Right. When I don't necessarily wanna be that guy, I just want them to like me and stay around.
1: And that one is the serotonin, or more accurately, it's the lack of serotonin. So your brain, when you're. Attracted to someone and falling in love, it's usually marked by this reduction in serotonin uptake. So it's literally this person is your drug, and you're just, you know, serotonin makes you feel full or satisfied after eating or having sex. And um, low serotonin is linked to things like depression and addiction yeah. and anxiety. So when you're falling in love, you are literally addicted to the other person you Mm -hmm. get a dopamine high when you're around them and then you deal with this um dose of serotonin to make you feel satisfied and then you deal with the 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 absence of it later and you feel like shit Mm -hmm. and it's funny because it's like the second you leave them like you could spend all day with them and when it's really harsh core nre like you could have not been around them for an hour and you're like fuck i want to see them again
0: that's how it is. I mean, I, like I said, I've only known this person for like a week, and what she came over to the crib like the next day or two mm-hmm. days later. <laughs> like, and it
1: feels like forever. Yeah.
0: And and then, like, yeah, I just saw her on Friday, and now we're meeting up today. Today's, we're recording on Sunday, and it feels like it's been so long since I've seen her. I was like, mm-hmm. I know it hasn't been that long. I
1: saw her yesterday, but yeah.
0: Yeah. It was just yeah we're like texting like we miss each other like (laughs) it's only been two days like (laughs) yep so weird
1: yeah so that's yeah just your personal experiences were on
0: oh Um, personal experiences you mm want to you want to talk about yours to go with mine because i've kind of talked about my current experience right now but when i was when you and i were having our intense nre Mm -hmm. Like moments, it's just like I didn't, I couldn't date, like really because it was just like, I don't know, like I kept. Tunnel vision. Yeah, it was like tunnel vision, and yeah. so it was just like, I wanted to spend time with other people, but it was like I really wanted to get back to you, and like mm-hmm. I wanted to do all these other things, but it's like I just really wanted to get back to you, and it's, I mean, when it's happening, it's it's great and everything like that, but it's like that's that's not sustainable over long term Mm -hmm. and i think sometimes people believe that that's how yeah love is supposed to feel like that um throughout
1: they they round up all the good parts they don't remember all the anxiety and all the you know you're gone for like five minutes and i'm distraught like that feels Mm -hmm. like shit like yes you when you do connect it's a great fucking high it's like someone's shooting that drug into your veins but it's not something you want to constantly do um And maybe that's why at the beginning of my eight-year relationship when um, he pushed for it to be open on my side and kind of began my open relationship journey of being, quote-unquote, allowed to date other people, Mm. I was just like, yeah, sure, you want me to date other people if I want to? Cool, I can agree to that. I don't want to. I am yeah. like so just I want to spend all my time with you. Yeah. So it was very easy to agree to like be open and then not act on it for years because I didn't want to. I was so just in it and when you and I met uh I remember I remember just having to be so mindful of like all right, did he text first last time? Did <laughs> I text first last time? Just trying not to be crazy because you yeah. just want to text all the time and then I'm like feel like he wants to see me or i'm not sure how much space he needs and just you feel crazy you're just you feel absolutely insane and then when we did get together i was like oh i hope he feels as good as i feel right now like this feels amazing Yeah. um
0: you lose time also yeah. i remember we would just talk mm-hmm. and we would just be up until whatever time it's like man we got like work in the morning but it yeah. was like it felt like you could do it forever mm-hmm. you know like it felt like we And we still, I mean, the way when we bond over, because we bond over intellectual dis- discussions mm-hmm. and theories and things like that. So, those are things that excite me, get me going. So, it's like I'm having those same types of conversations with a new person that I'm meeting. And so, it's kind of like, oh, this feels familiar. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's not hard. You know, when people, because I used to think yeah. like, oh, dating multiple people is it's difficult which i mean it is but it shouldn't be that hard to wear
1: constant drama and anger yeah and frustration you're
0: not clicking in any way so uh and for the longest time i didn't think that that's possible to engage like i in theory i believe in polyamory but when you and i were in that nre mode i was just like
1: I can't have this twice. Right, yeah. Maybe I can have other casual relationships and it'll be fun, but I can't feel this again. Right. Yeah. Definitely. It's... And we talked about that, I think, when we were in NRE, Mm. we would talk about, like, this polyamory thing sounds really cool, but, like, do you think, like, (laughs) do you think my heart is capable of this twice? Right. You know, or three times, or at the same time, or maybe not at the exact same time because you're right, like, you do get such tunnel vision, Mm -hmm. but... You know, is my heart capable of falling this madly in love with multiple people? Like, I want to believe it. I want to feel like an optimist, but it's so hard to believe that that's a possibility when people are just, you know, settling down with one person. Like, there's this much love in your part.
0: Sorry, our, our dog is moving around a lot and
1: just getting comfy. Hello, puppy.
0: Hello. Oh, where was I? Where were you?
1: multiple the the capacity of our hearts
0: yeah i was gonna say i think monogamy like a lot of people feel like they're up for the challenge of monogamy based off of nre because Mm. yeah when you're nre you are like yeah i can just fuck this person for ever Ever. (laughs) Ever ever. you know i
1: never need anyone else right
0: and in theory it's you you have the right intentions you know you
1: do love them right whatever we can get into the realities of all of these things, but a lot of time you have, I mean, these chemical processes create this wonderful bond that does go beyond when the NRE is done. Um, You just kind of have to be mindful about whether or not you actually want the same things are actually compatible because, you know, I've experienced NRE where when push came to shove, we were two different Mm. after it faded to like get past those differences in a yeah. constructive way where you know we're both getting what we want out of our, the relationship
0: what do you think are some some questions that you got to like navigate during nre to kind of so like one thing is just being aware of what's happening so this is like mm-hmm. right now i'm just like i'm aware and i'm telling the other person like listen like this is nre that's happening right now <laughs> like you know like not trying to make any like drastic moves but just saying like this is why
1: and it doesn't have to be unromantic and right it doesn't have to be like it doesn't take anything away from how beautiful of an experience it is
0: yes and i think that's why i try to take it like a day at a time
1: yeah i was watching a polyamory discussion i think it was one of my favorites on youtube with um esther perel and reed Mahalco, and i think her name is diane um i'm not gonna remember her last name but it was this great panel discussion they had, and they start talking about NRE, and read from read about sex is just like you know a new relationship, you're on drugs, you're addicted, you're on it's like you're riding a cocaine high. That's yeah. why you know you might meet someone on Friday and you know hire a moving van on Sunday. <laughs> like you, people do yeah. crazy things in NRE, and you're on drugs, your brain is you know on drugs basically, and Esser Perel is just like just turns to him and she's just like, why do you have to take the poetry out of it? Uh, and he yeah. just kind of like, like kicked really him romantic. back. She's very romantic. And it, oh, it made me fall in love with her even more. Yeah. Because, yes, you're having all these biological processes happening. But, you know, you still need to find that lovely... I mean, meaning in it, right? Yeah, and as a... um child as a product of um, people who survived the Holocaust and stuff like that and she has a lot of um, experience with this kind of question of what is life, what is pleasure, what is mm-hmm. trauma, like all of these big questions. She's really good at navigating so I really love her. I mean she's such a scientist but she's also such a great like poet on life. Like why are yeah. we here?
0: It takes a lot of, I think it takes a lot of creativity to love in general because You can get in a rut and just get complacent and just in a rhythm Mm -hmm. and not do something out of the norm or try to surprise your partner in a certain way.
1: We're creatures of habit a lot of the time.
0: And we get comfortable. Mm -hmm. And you know my philosophy on that now is like, you know, if you want change to happen, then you got to step outside of your comfort zone. Yeah. And feel the awkwardness, feel the uncomfortableness.
1: And and a lot of the times we're not taking... Good care of ourselves, and mm-hmm. when you're not taking good care of yourself, oh
0: yeah,
1: you're burnt out, and you don't want to. It, it feels like work to come up with that fun date. Like you're not right. It, that getting over that hump of,
0: or you make excuses.
1: Yeah, it feels like such. It would take so much out of you, and you you know maybe you'd like it, but you don't understand how much you would like it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel like it's worth it when you're depressed, or when you're anxious, or when you're just in a rut yourself. That's why self care is so important um shout out to last week's episode about mental health mm-hmm. and um yeah, go back and listen to that one it 's a great episode and self care is super super important
0: um yes you have to you have to take care of yourself and be a whole person in, in order to give yourself part of yourself to someone else or time or energy
1: um and that's true in n r e and that's true yeah. after n r a where they in, Existing relationship energy, right? Yeah.
0: And don't look for someone to give you energy or complete you or to make you feel a way. Mm
1: -hmm. Or to be the spice in your life. You're always bringing it. Right. You need to go create that.
0: Yeah. You have to manifest that on your own. And that means looking at your own shit. Mm -hmm. And people don't want to look at their shit.
1: Mm -hmm. And that's part of why we love polyamory. Because, I mean, you don't have to be self-aware as a poly person but man is it a great vehicle yeah for you know learning about yourself
0: especially with me and whole buddhism and attachment stuff is just like that whole what's what's that damn poem about if you love it give it let it go and if it comes back kind of thing Mm -hmm. like that shit is real in polyamory like Mm -hmm. you know anyone can you can say
1: I love you. I love here. you. If
0: you build fences around that person, like and they don't have the option to leave. But when you have an option to leave, and you've truly let them know, like you know, you're a, you're free to be whoever you need to be, and they still want to say mm-hmm. stay, like that's
1: because it's such a vulnerable place to be.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You have to really own the fact that I can, that you can leave, and I'll be fine, and just own the fact that you know they take that leap of faith that they want to stay. And not coercing them with guilt and whatever else. Um, So yeah. Riding the waves of NRE are definitely an interesting experience, right? Yes. And there are some things that we like to be aware of when we're experiencing this and things that we like to tell people that you might want to think twice before doing
0: yes there are a few things that you should not do or like i said think twice three four five sixteen times
1: get some opinions from other people
0: yes someone that's not in a (laughs) crazy drug filled (laughs) love state all right so what are those things You, you got the the list there
1: um and i mean this isn't to say that we're judging anybody who has done any of these things um but these feelings will fade, and you will be a, a, kind, a different person when they do, um, with different needs. And I don't know, NRE is literally the, those rose-colored glasses, right? So yeah. those glasses are gonna turn clear eventually.
0: That's why I keep asking y'all. I'm like, is she all right? Because like, <laughs> I'm like, I can't, I can't see any major flaws They're right now. I'm trying to like, when you I'm like, yo, it. what's wrong with her? What am I missing? <laughs> <laughs>
1: You gotta really be mindful of those red flags so when you're an NRE I mean you try to avoid especially in a poly relationship you try to avoid deciding to run run off with them and be monogamous you know if you have a lot of guilt about yep. living a polyamorous life yep. you try not to go sign any major contracts like a marriage contract um or even a joint cell phone bill like just don't Ooh, sign boy. things
0: been there before God damn. Fuck you sprint. Uh <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yeah. Uh yeah, don't don't hop into any major commitments. Um,
1: matching tattoos. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Still got my ex-wife on my chest. <laughs>
1: it's sexy. I like it. I, yeah. I think it tells a beautiful story. I just don't story.
0: like it because it's a, not a. It's my worst tattoo. But that kind of makes it better. Like it was done by a guy that didn't finish the eighth grade, and it was and in someone else's house. That, all faded and, and yeah, and they were playing Madden. Yeah,
1: <laughs> I think it adds character to it.
0: Yeah, I'm ready. I think I'm ready to get it covered up soon. Yeah. Within the next year, I yeah. think. Fine. I'm finally ready to make that leap. Interesting. Yeah, she's got to go. Especially after she choked me out in the club. Like, it's, mm. it's time to go. Okay. <laughs> That's the last straw.
1: Well, if anyone has some names they'd rather not have tattooed on them, I like to wait until they feel like getting rid of it, because it doesn't bother me at all.
0: Yeah, everyone's always asking me that question. Like, oh, how does this person feel about you having your ex-wife? And no one really notices. I mean, I don't even notice it half the time. It just looks like cursive letters on my chest, like...
1: Yeah, and I mean, even though I know about it, I don't. I don't know. Well, you also don't have, like, y- your Bible tattooed on you. You you are very um, casual with your tats anyway, and you have a lot of fun, <laughs> right, like, yeah, with got your it. flash sheets and whatever. So it's just yeah. way easier to be like, oh yeah, he got a tattoo. Like, I don't. I don't think like, I'm not worried. He's still in love with her, and he's gonna go be monogamous with her. Like, that's not. A- no,
0: that will n- never happen again. <laughs> so.
1: Um you know, NRE, you might want to take the protection away and start making babies and do crazy things. Yep. Yeah, don't
0: do it, don't do it not, I'm not saying don't do it, but don't do it because once you put a baby in motion that's you know that's life in this world and mm-hmm.
1: like my mama always says, be careful who you breed be
0: with Be careful who you breed with
1: <laughs> Stuck with them, and so is your whole family. oh man every time i tell someone that they're like yeah your mom's a smart woman i'm like
0: i'm using that in like stand-up some kind of way like careful careful who who you you breed breed with with.
1: (laughs) uh for real though so what's our advice for people um during this other after other than what not to do
0: so my advice is to continuously talk about the nre experience with their part with the the person you're seeing with your other partner so that they know mm-hmm. what's going on mm-hmm. and just checking in with them also to mm-hmm. like hey like I'm not trying to ghost you or anything like that you know just trying to check in like are we good like you know right doing doing little things like that i, I would say another thing to do hopefully is just journaling your experience mm-hmm. um I, I I write in general every day or every other day. To try to either work on jokes or just like process in my life. And sometimes you look back on certain things and um, because I've been I've had NRE experiences with people that didn't even know <laughs> like I you know what I mean I was had NRE experiences with a girl I met at fucking flying biscuit. You know what I mean, or oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, like I remember that one, yeah, mm-hmm. i I didn't technically meet her at flying Biscuit. I met her in uptown, but it was just like I was like having these weird monogamous thoughts, and it was like she didn't even really know me way. you know what I mean, right. like I just started creating this world yeah. for her and I, and it was just like, stop, get off, get off that get off that train, mm-hmm. and just look at what's actually happening,
1: yeah, so talking, taking yes. things slow. Checking in. And a lot of it is being vulnerable because when you're in our NRE, you're so scared that the other person's not gonna love you back that you wanna like show your be your perfect self around them and, right. and you don't wanna just kinda really let them into who you are and what and talk about your needs and wants yeah. right away. So just having the discussions about how this feels really great right now, but um, you know, let them into your world and let them know who you are because that's when they can make an informed decision about whether or not you guys are compatible. Don't pretend to be someone else and then switch it up. That's not a great strategy for finding partners.
0: Can that be a consent issue?
1: It is. It's not, I mean... And then they're going to get mad and say, you've changed, and not in the you've changed like a normal person changes and grows. It's right. a you've changed, like, what the fuck? That's all. That's kind of a lie. That's just... You were acting.
0: I have friends that are like this, but they they do this they don't
1: think that it's bad right
0: they and i used to i think i used to do this but not knowing what Mm -hmm. i was doing because i was taught that you have to be like a perfect gentleman type and granted yes you should be polite and all those things and but it's like
1: and you can try to present your best self but don't become this person that you're not and then because you can't keep it up at the end of the day you're not gonna be able to keep up that facade
0: right because I used for the to, right? I used to be like, "Oh, you like this? I like this too." Or, right? Yeah, I would never do that. Or, and like, having, I hate I,
1: scary movies, and you right. love them. Like, yeah, you don't need to agree on those things. Yeah, and if and if it is a major point of compatibility, you know, your other partner has a right to know that. That's true. That's a lie. Not cool. <laughs> um, okay, so the other advice for people in NRE. I would say have you need to um, go through the extra effort to make regular check-ins with friends and other partners, not just to say, "Hey, are you okay?" as you run to the to the person you're having NRE with, but to really invest in your relationships that were important to you before your brain went mm-hmm. on drugs.
0: Yeah,
1: we all have that friend or maybe a romantic partner, or maybe someone in, you know, your greater polycule who goes completely a wall every yeah. time they meet someone. Right. Don't be that person. Yeah,
0: they just fall off the map. That's happened to me a little bit, but it was probably for the best sometimes cuz some of the relationships I had with people weren't I think getting into other relationships like, "Oh, this is what friendships should look like."
1: That's different. Yeah. You know the people that Seriously, just drop off and are just rude to these people that they mm. claim to. And then they care come back
0: about. and talk shit about the person.
1: Yeah, or they come back and they're <laughs> like, "Why are you mad? I didn't hang out for the last six months. I was in a relationship." <laughs> it's like, "Cause you, you dropped you me."
0: You wouldn't understand because you're not in a relationship like I am. I'm
1: Ugh, <laughs> awful, rude. And then you start reevaluating your friendship. Like, yeah. oh, if you're just gonna drop off the map like that? Do you really? Yeah care about me and maybe this NRE brain chemical stuff will make you realize that they didn't hate you they were just kind of drugged up but still it's a rude thing to do
0: I think sometimes people want something so bad they're willing to risk and especially when that NRE is hitting like they're willing to risk all other relationships because they believe that true their true happiness is going to come from building this person and building a Mm -hmm. foundation of family and stuff around that and the clinginess of it is uncomfortable as shit. Like, yeah. I can I can tell when people two people or more love each other in a very non like I need you way like that whole like I need you mm-hmm. freaks me the fuck out yeah. like and it just makes me feel uncomfortable. Um, it
1: feels like obligation. In yeah,
0: everything. and it's a lot different when you see someone look at someone and it's like more of like admiration of mm-hmm. like i can't believe like the universe has put this person in my life yeah. and you're thankful for the opportunity to be this person's partner yeah you know?
1: be, be around them
0: yeah
1: uh your brain go- tends to go so far in one direction when you're an nre just constantly wanting to be with that person i would suggest very mindfully making plans with your other the other important people in your life especially your other romantic partners if you have a nesting partner um they can kind of get dropped because you know you see them so much just in your general routine
0: yeah
1: um treating everyone you love with you might have to overcorrect a little bit in your it might have to be more intentional and more to like show that love and appreciation and don't just rely on Netflix time when you finally land home to yeah. be your romantic time it's with like that person. It's like
0: leftover time yeah. sort of thing. Yeah.
1: And use the high that you're on to plan an exciting date because this rush of um, of emotion yeah can spill over into your other relationships in a in a negative I, way yeah. or in a positive way. Yeah. You can plan a crazy date with the person and maybe your brain is telling you no do it with the other one, yeah. but if you just calm yourself a tiny bit and do it with the person that you do love over here one of the Mm -hmm. one of your other partners that might be an amazing experience that you guys can reminisce about later um and use the fact that your brain wants to be so excited to plan an exciting date plan a really steamy date yeah um don't put yourself in a position where you feel like a prisoner on the couch in front of netflix and Mm -hmm. all you want to do is be with the other person
0: yeah Be intentional about your relationships.
1: Um, And then lastly, uh, to close out our NRE discussion, remember that this is an impermanent state. Over the course of anywhere from six months to two years, your brain chemicals are going to taper off, return back to equilibrium. This doesn't mean you didn't love the person. Uh, Your gonna have an increase in oxytocin, vasosuppressin, and hormones are gonna kinda of recalibrate and it's gonna to lead to that long term bonding chemicals and the safety and security chemicals um uh, that will you know, when they walk into a room your heart's not gonna flutter the same mm-hmm. way. Yeah. But instead you're gonna feel comfort and safety. And you can remanufactured the fluttering and adventures you can go on with them and i enjoy just like reminiscing about when we did feel like that around each other because it's never going to be like that twice but we're poly so we get to experience it with new people and then come home and talk to each other about it and that's really cool
0: yeah and that's exciting i think that's where the compersion comes in is If you see that and you're happy about it and not necessary. I mean, you can feel jealousy, like jealousy is is normal Mm -hmm. human emotion. But it's like once you've let that jealousy settle and you look at how happy uh, the person that you love is and it just really uh, it just brings it all full circle and just reminds you that we're all human. We're going to feel things. And it's a. it's a good spot to be in yeah. uh, once you've you've navigated and it, and it's a and great
1: test for where you are as a person and and where your love is with your existing partners. Um, when they when they are like infatuated with someone else,
0: yeah,
1: are you okay? Do you still feel loved mm-hmm. and appreciated? Are you you know do you have your own life and happiness apart from them? It kind of yeah. Corrects for some of the codependency stuff, because they're not just your everything, right? They're going to have all these other emotions, and they're going to want to go off and do things.
0: For sure. I feel like this is a really good episode, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's because of, like, current situations, or... I don't know. We recorded on Sunday morning? I don't know.
1: I think we just felt lifted now that we are in a new state yeah and we had a really great weekend
0: yeah i mean we just been riding a wave of just feeling good about how life is going to like excited about the future and excited about new adventures coming up and we're gonna be uh the podcast is only gonna get better y'all so this is this is really dope and i hopefully y'all are excited too because like I said like, you know, we're going to start having guests on soon. We're going to start being out if you're in Charlotte, like you're going to see us out more like doing stuff with the with the brand and Yeah. We're going to be
1: doing some exciting things. Get some Queen City Polly merch in the mix. Yeah. Uh we're going to work on this intro outro of these yeah, episodes. Yeah. It's going to
0: be a little bit more professional, you know? Just a little bit. Just Not a lot. Fun. I'm still going to say dumb shit. Yeah. You know.
1: And we're still going to just Riff and be our normal conversational selves, and not plan overly hard on each episode.
0: No, 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 definitely not. Um, there's other there's other places to go if you want something a little bit more rigid. But for us, you know, this is this is how we get down. So if you don't like it, um, fuck you. It's free. So you know, <laughs> stop listening if you don't like it.
1: Right, and as always, uh, we love questions. Send us some QueenCityPolly at Uh, gmail.com Follow us on Instagram Twitter at queencitypoly. Ask us some questions on there If you Leave,
0: leave Leave comments And big news We are now on Stitcher So if you got an Android
1: That's another way
0: That's another way to listen to our episodes So we got Apple Podcasts We got Stitcher Working on Spotify I don't know what the fuck is taking them so long And then we also just have our website that you can go to.
1: com. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, I know all the Android. There's a million other apps that I'm pretty sure you can get it on. Yeah. So try it out. Right. On the one you use and see if it works. If not, send us an email and...
0: Right. And what's most important than anything, if you're listening and you support us, please, please, please leave a review. Write something in the app uh, ratings or something because... That tells people, that tells the algorithm that, hey, people like this, and we'll start moving up on the polyamorous searches, and that helps out the podcast a lot. So,
1: and we want to beat out all those podcasts that haven't recorded in two years that are still at the top of that. Right?
0: There's yeah, there's polyamory podcasts that haven't recorded for quite some time, and they're still there's some great
1: podcasts. Don't get me wrong, like I listen to those archives and I've been through them, but there's no new episodes and. We're gonna bring you new episodes and great content. We're
0: what's new. We're what's hip. I
1: don't so know about leave a review.
0: That. I'm I'm hip. I think so.
1: Mm-hmm. You need King of the Dad jokes.
0: I'm gonna start learning them dances though. Oh. that one where you gotta like kick and like move your hand <laughs> like that shit's hard. I think they do it on Fortnite, which I still don't know what that is, but you're like, speaking Greek to me. It's a video game.
1: Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. All right, so I guess we're we're closing out. Uh, hopefully enjoy your Wednesday. Take it easy and be kind to and yourself. Tell us
1: what ah. crazy ass shit you've done. Yes. On NRE, we'd love to hear some fun stories about what leases you signed and
0: <laughs> what leases you signed?
1: How it worked out.
0: <laughs> What's wrong with my phone? Okay. All right, peace out, y'all.